Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Reda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special guest interview. Before we get into all that, quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third and watch us as video at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Today, we're joined by a very, very special guest, forward for San Diego Wave FC, two-time world champion, two-time gold medalist, and of course, mom to Charlie. Alex Morgan is back on Attacking Third. Welcome back to the show, Alex Morgan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're, we were so hyped to get a chance to, to sit down and, and chat with you a little bit, uh, especially in the middle of an ongoing 2022 NWSL Challenge Cup, although it's uh, hitting, uh, hitting the brakes right now for an international window. But, but how are you doing and, and how's the, the team feeling so far? I'm good. Uh, recovering still from our game against Angel City. Uh, we finally got our first win for uh, this club, which just feels great. Um, you know, we're hoping to to get that early on. So it feels good to kind of do that definitively against Angel City, which soon enough will become a nice rivalry. And uh, and it, it's just great to kind of get consistent games again because, you know, I haven't really been in with the national team the last six months. And so I'm kind of like, it's been a long time since I've played consistent games. And so now it feels really nice to get back to that. You mentioned it, one of the two newest expansion sides in the NWSL, San Diego Wave FC. There was so much excitement and question marks ahead of that first match for San Diego in the Challenge Cup about who's going to start the formations we would see, how the team would look. So now that you've had a few games under your belt, what identity would you give to San Diego Wave FC? I think that we're pretty organized defensively, which I think everyone expected given Casey being the coach. Um, But I think uh, we've shown to be really dynamic in the attack. We're having midfielders break lines, um, forwards interchanging with each other. Um, I think we also are a team that has shown that our players coming off the bench have done incredibly well to kind of change the game and, and the tempo of the game. We're having players scoring off the bench, Amir Ali coming in, Um, this last game and games before that always making a difference. So I think those are kind of the things that have stuck out in the last few games. You know, when it comes to the expansion side, there are two clubs. So it's it's Los Angeles, it's San Diego. There's already been two rounds of matches between these two sides, people referring it to all kinds of different things, a California clash, or we heard the supporters group referring to it as the Chan Clasico. Uh, but San Diego Wave coming out on top in this most 
recent win for you and on a personal level, uh, you know, getting back to your California roots, what has it meant to you to be able to, to get back into your home state and uh, put on an NWSL jersey to represent Kelly? Yeah, it's just incredible. Like, I can't stress it enough just how happy I am in life. Um, and I think that's been the most important part about this whole thing is um, if I'm happy, like in the out, like in my life outside of soccer, that's going to translate in soccer and I'm going to be able to give 100% of me to my team. And so I think like everything has just really come together um, right now in my career in that, you know, I have my daughter that, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of and my best part of, you know, game days are being able to kick the ball around with her after the game. Um, but I go to training and we have a team that, um, you know, has really created an, a great culture in the locker room, um, you know, starting from the ground up with San Diego, uh, having a sold out crowd in our first game, um, being able to be a part of something from the very beginning has um, really been great. And I'm very happy here. And I think that this was like the perfect move at this time in my career. Alex, you mentioned it happy off the field, playing in California, being home. It translates to being on the pitch. You scored a brace in that historic victory for San Diego wave FC over angel city. What emotions were you feeling during that match? <laughs> um, you know, it was just, it was great to get the win, but, and also a couple goals. Um, but I think we just like felt good. We were getting a lot of corners. We were attacking really well. We were, um, getting a lot of shots on goal. Like we we're doing all the things that we were working on in training. So to see something that we've worked on for so many weeks translate into the success that we had on the field, it was like, hold on some of these teams. Yeah. Maybe not angel city, but all these teams have been playing together for whatever, two, four, six, ten 10 years. Here we go. Week eight of, of preseason. And I mean, we're looking good, you know, like we, like, it doesn't feel like we've only been training together for eight weeks. Um, this is a completely brand new team. And I think that we needed to put the pedal on, um, the gas and like, I feel like we've been able to do that and really accelerate, um, you know, the time that we've had together to create something special in the field. You know, I wanted to maybe pick your brain a little bit. We're talking a lot about NWSL, but you're also a national team level type of star. And you've mentioned getting back into market, getting back into an NWSL club and getting more consistent games under your belt. And what we've been seeing with uh, this national team camps recently are some different players getting looks. And it wasn't too long ago, right, where you maybe had a little bit of a similar role where you were part of this sort of new wave of new energy and new players and new talent kind of coming in to the larger uh, women's national team pool. So for you, I'd really like to hear your perspective on maybe some of these younger players that are starting to get more camps under their belt and more national team level games under their belt as well. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, every coach like approaches it differently. And when I was a younger player, like the way that Pia approached integrating young players is very different than Jill and very different than Blacko now. And um, I think the most important thing is preparing the, you know, next generation or the, or the now, the, the, the future or the now to be prepared for the World Cup, which is next year. Um, you know, you can't sleep on the World Cup qualifiers. Obviously, that's incredibly important. Um, but the goal is to be successful in the World Cup and to win that. And so, um, you know, with the Olympics being pushed back, 
there wasn't really time to have that extra year of development. So I think it's incredibly important to have these young players coming in, feeling confident and feeling comfortable and able to really like show everything and like not play it safe, you know, and be able to take risks in um, that camp environment every day in training. And you're seeing that translate also to the NWSL. A lot of these young players are scoring goals and playing extremely well in the Challenge Cup so far. And I think that's because in off season, they were training at a high level. They were playing against other countries. And, um, you know, I think that that's only going to help the league. That's, that's going to help, you know, themselves and the national team. But um, it's great to be able to see that because the pool is just continuing the national team pool is continuing to get larger and larger. And some of these young players are making a big name for themselves very quickly. Having these expansion sides in the NWSL allows for more of that competition at the the level in the United States. Um, you mentioned it earlier, not being in this most recent United States women's national team pool and, and kind of um, how, Black Wendonofsky has shifted a little bit over the last few months, just trying to get young players some experience in time for you. What is your personal goals for the national team level over the next two years heading into a world cup year? Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to be there, um, on the field during the world cup, um, in, you know, next year in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and it would be great to like get integrated back in with the national team. Um, eventually I think that, um, as much as I like love being a national team player and I love playing soccer at the highest level and I love representing my country. Um, I want to get consistent games with San Diego. I want to get into, um, you know, a good routine here. I want to focus on what Casey needs and expects and wants out of us players. And I think I'm able to do that and give 100% of myself here to San Diego. And I've actually never been able to do that on, on any club team because it, you're taken away from that and put in with the national team. And so you have two ideas of, and two formations, two styles of play. Um, you're kind of caught in two, two minds in a way. So to um, reel that back in and focus on San Diego in a time where they actually really need me and every single player on this team um, is a really different change of pace. And um, it's been really nice to, to focus on that um, in a time where it's really important to be building something special here. Let me tell you, it's really dope to hear you say that because this is like your third kind of inaugural team, right, that you've been a part of when it comes to to NWSL. And we're chatting a little bit about this these recent friendlies and, and camps that are taking place. And some of the players that are in the mix right now are players that you've gone up against, even though they're maybe a, at a different age level. But I'm not asking you to pick any favorites or anything like that. But is I, it's some of these camps or in some of these matches and she believes cup or otherwise, uh, are there any players that you're looking at and you're like, yo, this player right here is maybe got next or maybe someone who you're going to look at and say, God, watch out for this player. Well, regardless of who I say, I'm still coming after them. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go soft on them or anything. That's right. But, um, but I think Ashley Sanchez is someone that has, um, has really shined. Um, and she kind of gives like a little bit of a different look um, as a 10 and someone kind of who likes to break lines and is really crafty, good with their feet, likes to combine. Um so I, I think she's done great. I also think like Kat Macario, I haven't like seen her play on the club level as much because we're not, you know, 
Leon's not on TV week in and week out, but obviously with Champions League and everything like that, keeping up with that and Lindsay now being there as well. It's great to see the success Kat has had and, you know, being a former Leon player as well, temporarily. Um, it's just really great to see the success that she's had. She's a player that can play in multiple positions and um, kind of seeing her kind of play as that false nine or play, or being as a 10 is um, really exciting because, again, it gives like the national team like a different look something different. Um, and so I think those are two of a number of players that have really performed well, both club and country. Ashley, Kat, uh, Alex gave you the stamp of approval, but she's still coming after you. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you are a new athlete partner with Team Body Armor with a great new campaign, uh, the One More Campaign. Why is it important for you to work with a company like Body Armor? It's been really great to partner with Body Armor because I love putting things in me that are going to help me perform at my best, are going to make me recover and get ready for the next game. And Body Armor is kind of that product that um, I align my, you know, that we're aligned in our views with. Um, they have electrolytes, electrolytes, and um, it's filled with like potassium and, um, and coconut water and things that are actually better for you. And so looking at this campaign and like starting our partnership off, with this one more campaign, it's really exciting um, to be alongside a lot of really great other athletes in their own respective sport, like Naomi, Sabrina, uh, DJ, and a couple of others. Um, you know, it's always good when you look at an athlete lineup and you're like, respect. <laughs> I love that. You know, when we had you on here last time, we chatted a little bit about uh, Olympics. We, we trying to give you like a little bit of a fun question about uh, other other sports that maybe you might be interested in if you weren't that type of soccer athlete. When I'm going to keep it simple for, for body armor. I'm noticing for our, our viewers who are watching this as YouTube, as video, you've got some body armor and it looks like you already worked on it already. It looks a little empty. So <laughs> if you had to only like choose one go-to flavor for body armor, which one are you going with it's definitely the peach mango it's it's honestly the best flavor yeah nice i like that a little tropical kind of san diego vibes right there yeah. right? a little bit kind of exactly that, that is me every day at training like here's my peach mango here we go no <laughs> one can touch it no, literally, because of COVID, like you can't touch it. You literally but. can't touch it. That's right. That's <laughs> you heard it from Alex Morgan. Everybody needs to still keep their distance for sure. <laughs> Something else coming out of that uh, final San Diego match that I'd love to touch on, but before we kind of close out here, is uh, is some of the, the post-game uh, candor that you uh, had it with, the, with the media talking a little bit about scoring goals for specifically for, for CBS because the game was on TV, but also the, the appearance of Charlie making a postseason or a post-game appearance uh, after the game how how has uh, she been adapting to san diego wave fc life yeah she almost made it through a full press conference but not quite um had to pass her off she was too excited about scoring goals <laughs> which is cool um is way better than watching mom talk to a bunch of reporters but uh it's been it's been great the adjustment here just because we have so much family here within like an hour two hour drive so she sees her grandparents her cousins all the time and you know to have her sitting there in the stands and coming down after on the field and being able to play with her. It's just like, it's great. You know, I didn't always think that I would have like in a, like a kid when, and be a mom when I was still playing. So to have the opportunity and the support um, from San Diego to be able to, um, you know, to be able to still be my best on the field and, and be a mom and have them, you know, really respect that and support me. And that has been great. 
I love it. I'm sure I'm sure now that she's already made her first post-game appearance, people are going to be watching out for her to make another in the future. I'm going to dub it Miha Watch. We're going to be looking for little Miha Charlie in the post game. There we go. Just don't give her the mic because like she won't stop talking, honestly. <laughs> Will Uh-oh. she be getting different kits every time San Diego rolls out their new jerseys for home and away and everything? Is she going to be rocking? She already mom? has the home and away kits before I do, you know? I mean, I, I could give you a sneak peek, but... No. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie's, Charlie's the plug, everybody. Not Alex Morgan. It's Charlie Carrasco. Look for that. There we go. Alex Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. We want to thank our listeners, as always, uh, for joining along on the episode. Follow us on Twitter at Attack the Third for so much more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe at youtube.com slash attacking third. For Sandra Dodat, Lisa Roman, and Alex Morgan, this was Attack the Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.